0: The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. Turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just wanna
1: for a great low rate and nearly sixty years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the General.
0: The General Auto Insurance Services Inc. An insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.
1: Fall down further. We're live now. By the way, we are uh... okay. Wait, we're here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I, I think. I,
0: go, oh, for go it. ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go I, ahead. I, think, I want to hear your response to that. I think, like saying that part of it is like what I've talk to my husband about a lot is I think people just sold their souls souls to a lifestyle. And I know that's a really bold statement to say, soul your soul. But, yeah. um, I think that in America, at least we're so like bound to this lifestyle that knowing in order to do something about it, you know, you're going to have to give something up or change something that's going to be uncomfortable and nobody wants to get uncomfortable. So,
1: yeah. Right. Well, in just the very threat, And the thought of slight discomfort can be used to kind of corral keep people back into their pens so easily, right? Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to get the swab all the time if you don't. If you don't want to get the swab all the time, hey, we got this experimental shot you could take to your arm. We'd have no long term studies. We don't know what's what. What we can do with this long term, we don't know what it's going to do to you, but uh, it's probably safe. Take this, and you won't have to get your butt swabbed. You know they tell you they tell you things like, oh, they're they're you know doing anal swabs in, in China now. You remember this a few weeks back? <laughs> they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, China's swabbing people's butts now. Look, maybe maybe the science really needs to put a swab on your booty. And it's like, no, oh, I don't want that. I better better go get that shot real quick.
0: Well, actually, that came out, and like probably two months before that, I had just stumbled upon all these universities were testing like the um, the basically wherever the poop goes. Mm-hmm. like <laughs> They were testing that at this, these universities. And I had found one place that was doing it and I had shared it on Instagram. And then several people sent me from different states that they were doing it in their state also. And they were shutting down dormitories like based on like finding some random like, I don't know, something in the stool. And I was like, this is really weird. And then it came out that China was swabbing, you know, people's private parts yeah, <laughs> like oh, yeah. okay you
1: got the, the <laughs> like, klaus the klaus booty schwabs that's gonna it's gonna save the planet well i guess yeah. in australia they did this too like they, they they were testing the fecal matter and whatever i don't know like they're going in their sewer hanging out with the teenage mutant ninja turtles and swabbing <laughs> the poop down there uh, they, i don't know what they did but they they did this in australia i guess and did i think they did set like policies concerning This and it's weird. Like when you look at like they got smart toilets they're trying to bring out, where you know the state's going to basically read your fecal composition and tell you, you know, you're a bad global citizen because you may you had too much protein today, or maybe your hormones are off. You know, better better go take your happy pills to make sure that you're comfortable. Right? It's like that really opens up the door to a lot of weirdness that. Which,
0: okay, let's talk about that for a second. All the smart technology that they're bringing out and framing it as it's for your health. Like, we're going to, you're going to wake up in the morning and know, like, what you need to do for the day for your health. Okay, the government doesn't care about your health, obviously. Mm -hmm. Obviously, really. And so, do you think the smart technology is going to actually be used to determine anything about your real health, or it's going to be used in other ways that are kind of nefarious against you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that they're putting it out there and we don't look at it as a good thing, you know, at all. But other people probably do because they think they need somebody to tell them, you know, what they need to do for their health. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Absolutely.
1: But... Absolutely not. I, mean, I don't trust it at all. It's like you start telling me the government, the state's going to determine what is healthy. I mean, what is your what's your marker for healthy Right? Like, even, you know, as somebody who's dealt with, uh, you know, kind of helping people with diet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this will, this will be a good segue into what you do, right? And, you know, just a simple thing like uh, cholesterol and statins, right? I mean, the statin drugs are the most popular prescribed drugs in America, the most profitable drugs. Mm-hmm. I'd say the only more profitable state that you can be in for big pharma other than with high cholesterol completely, you know, uh, not knowing what you're looking at, uh, would be cancer, right? Cancer is very profitable. But like, Mm -hmm. cholesterol is the building block hormone of our sex steroid hormones, right? You need cholesterol to make vitamin D, which is a hormone. You need cholesterol to make testosterone. Uh, Cholesterol, our brain is full of cholesterol. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not, you know, something to be said about having super elevated cholesterol in a certain physiological states but everything is not just this binary thing um i guess well you know gender is obviously not binary yeah. anymore but you know <laughs> it's not just like oh you know here's your cholesterol this is healthy cholesterol and this is an unhealthy cholesterol there are other biomarkers that come into play and you're kind of looking at a symphony of different uh compounds that are moving through our body and communicating in any given moment and to just demonize cholesterol it's like to me that's a that's a big one where it's like hey a lot of people who've done low-carb keto diets to lose weight, they're going to their doctor, and they're getting coronary artery calcium exams. They're getting, you know, they're getting carotid artery exams all the time. Like they're looking at their arteries improving, right? They're looking at, their, uh, mm-hmm. at the thickness of the wall of their carotid artery getting, getting better. It's getting less thick, and they're getting, um, they're getting heart scans, and they're fine, but their cholesterol is high, and the doctor tells them, hey, you, get a, you, got, you lost 100 pounds. And now you're like, you feel great. You're sleeping better. You know, all your chronic uh, conditions that you were dealing with, your inflammatory conditions are improving or gone. But you know, we've got to get you on a statin because you're like three points over on your cholesterol than we want you to be.
0: Well, they leave the liver out of it and they don't understand like the process of sugar and how that plays into all of it. So That's all connected. And I think they completely leave that out when it comes to the cholesterol conversation. And inflammation is a huge issue. So, I mean, if you look at our patients that have high cholesterol, but also are in the hospital with coronary artery disease and all of these, you know, like heart attacks, all of these issues, most of them are also diabetic and you can see that their body is in a constant state of inflammation also. So yeah. there, it's like um, when we talk about studies and things, yes, you can study something and you can come up with whatever response you know you want from that study. You can come up with whatever result you want, basically. And I think that that's what's happened with cholesterol. They pegged it on one thing. Maybe these people have high cholesterol, but they're not looking at the total other picture of what's going on mm. with their health otherwise.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Like the inflammatory markers, they're not even considering. Yeah. Right. Like there's a big difference between somebody who's 350 pounds, has high LDL cholesterol, super low HDL cholesterol, and they're you know they've got crazy C-reactive protein levels, like super inflamed. There's mm-hmm. a difference between that and then like an ultra marathon runner who's using a, like a ketogenic diet, eating high levels of fat. His, You've got basically zero uh, or as close to zero as possible on his inflammatory markers and it has very elevated cholesterol levels because he's using fat as a primary fuel source, yeah. not because he's insulin resistant and there's fat in the blood because of all the sugar the, and high yeah. blood sugar, right? Low blood glucose, low inflammatory markers. That's so different. But the pharmaceutical industry is going to tell you, oh, no, we've got to get these people on statins.
0: Stat, mm-hmm. right? And
1: it's like mm-hmm. –
0: Well, these, it's a – it's a core measure. A lot of people don't realize in the hospital there are things called core measures. And so there, if you come in with a heart attack, for example, there are medications you're supposed to leave the hospital on. And if you do not leave the hospital on one of those medications, a doctor has to have a reason why. Like you're supposed to be on a beta blocker, an ACE inhibitor, and a, um, a cholesterol medication of some kind. So wow. if you're not on one of those medications, for example, if you're... Um, if your cardiac index took a hit, if your um, ejection fraction took a hit with your heart attack, and you can't maybe tolerate being on a beta blocker, the doctor needs to um, make a note of that and put why. Otherwise, your insurance company, I think, somehow doesn't pay. So this, wow. this isn't, yeah, everybody's working together. Everybody's in bed together. It's not just the pharmaceutical company. It's a pharmaceutical company working in collaboration with the hospital and with the, um, insurance company. And so that's why I had done a video. I think it was last summer talking about, um, censorship in medicine, because I, I had went to one of my friends. It's a physician when I was using like a supplement I still use, but I was talking to him. like, I think this could really help some of your diabetic population. He's like, actually, this looks really good. And I've actually been researching this a little bit and we were chatting about it. And he's like, well, I can't, give this to my patients though, because I actually have a contract that I can't prescribe anything that is not a, um, medication, an actual medication, unless it's for palliation. So unless it's for, um, pain management or end of life care. And so I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, (laughs) I can't. And so I was trying to explain to people that there is censorship also in medicine, because if you do not realize that your doctor can't even give you things that he would take for himself if he had the issue that you have. Um he or she. I'm just using he because yeah. that's what oh, am okay. speaking to.
1: We, we we you have to use they or them always actually. They <laughs> no. You have to say, it's no. a combination of they and them. it's it's And that's the only one we accept. accept. <laughs> um, <no. laughs>
0: but anyways, like this is this is censor- censorship in medicine, because now you don't just have a doctor patient relationship. You have a relationship with the insurance company, you have a relationship with the algorithm that the hospital has built out for whatever particular issue you have. Um, this is this is not. Medicine And my whole point of that is there's no second opinion anymore. Like there's no second opinion. Like you want to go to the doctor for their opinion, but their opinion is that of the hospital and is that of the insurance company, you Hmm. know, that's affiliated with the hospital or whatever. You know, it's not the actual doctor's opinion often.
1: It's crazy. The influence of insurance companies in every aspect of our lives. And people Mm -hmm. don't understand this. Like you started seeing with all the COVID madness, you had – Church is getting shut down. That's one thing. Like a lot of that came through policies that were implemented by insurance companies who were threatening the churches and saying, "Look, you got to shut down for this and this this uh, reason." Mm -hmm. But uh, like you said, the medicines that were given, the there's this book by this guy called Jacques Attali, and he's this French technocrat type guy, and he's really influential to Macron, and he's a uh, he's like a Kissinger type almost, like a Henry Kissinger type. Thinker, just a genocidal maniac when it comes down to it, but if, you know, he's scientific. So he, you know, he uses the the good words and the keywords when he's talking about his uh, genocide plans. But he, he wrote this book called The Brief History of the Future. And in this book, he talks about how insurance companies are essentially going to be the the um like the the prison guards of the new world order through um through leveraging companies. And he said everyone's going to be forced to be like digital nomads, essentially. This is He wrote this book in the early 2000s, and he predicted smartphones and how smartphones are going to make people nomadic, and how this is going to help blend all the cultures into this one global McMono culture. Uh, he didn't call it that, but he called it, you know, it's, it's going to be, to be great, it's going to be wonderful, it's going to, you know, freedom and whatever, democracy, but it really mm-hmm. what he says is, like, insurance companies are going to run the show, and you're going to be always at the whim of insurance companies, and you're going to have to have insurance because you might be unemployed at any given moment because the algorithms will just change or there will be some shocks to the system. Like we saw the last year where suddenly mm-hmm. you're told you're not essential and you just can't work. And insurance companies are going to basically just be the ones who are giving you universal basic income is what he was getting at.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Uh, talked about that this week and people weren't super happy about me diving into that. So I saw that. That was a great post.
1: It was a really good it's post. Just,
0: it's just interesting to me that people are kind of like – the people following me, at least, have all been waking up to everything going on with the coat. Can I say that word on here now?
1: Sure. Yeah, we're on YouTube and Rockfin. Just, hey, okay. just to address the audience real quick. Hey, you guys, we're on Rockfin and YouTube. Second half going to be Rockfin only, and no one has to bite tongues on Rockfin. we got maybe about <laughs> 15, 20 minutes on YouTube. We'll get to know our guest here, um, Rita. You can find her. What was your Instagram handle again, Rita? I love your Instagram.
0: Rita name. Rogers Co.
1: Rita Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, Rita yep. Rogers, C-O. Great Instagram pro uh, uh, account, and she is a, I, she's an ICU nurse, as you can see in the title. How long have you been an ICU nurse?
0: 15 years. 15
1: years. You've been an ICU <laughs> yeah. nurse longer than I've been out of the... Public Education Indoctrination Center so that's amazing uh, she's I'm put in hard work. other words hey well you, you, you don't look it that's for sure um, so yeah anyways yeah just a quick intro to the audience we, we just jump right into it second half's going to be Rockfin only thank you to everybody on Rockfin we're already getting some tips on Rockfin thank you to everybody who supports the stream via the uh, stream labs there's a link in the description if you have questions or comments for the guest uh, I'll read them and ask her You know, as long as they're appropriate you guys aren't being weirdos uh, we will ask the guest questions and, and that will help support the channel here so, Rockfin only second half links in the description, links pinned in the chat, and we're going to talk about whatever we want over there. So yeah, we can just we can just call it the the sickness or what you know whatever. Yeah, can just say COVID. Yeah, I'm, it's u- not I'm used deal. to
0: censoring myself. Um, so
1: yeah, nurse, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't censor myself at work. I just say whatever I want there, and nice. so far so good. Um, yeah. So what was I talking about? Oh, the UBI. Yeah. Hmm. So it's interesting to me that. I had posted about that and people were all of a sudden like up in arms, like they can, it's interesting that people can see the manipulation now going on with the virus and understand that and understand kind of where it's coming from. But then it threw me for a loop a bit to note that people were kind of upset about the UBI and not seeing hmm. the manipulation happening with the, um, like the economic changes in the way that the child tax credit is going to now come out in a monthly stipend ahead of time before you even file your taxes. And I, I'm like, this is setting us up for this. Like, how is this? I don't know. It was just really interesting to me that the manipulation isn't obvious and that people were kind of almost upset about me talking about it.
1: It's really weird. Now, how is that even going to work? Now, I saw I saw that post and I remember uh, 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 sniffy Joe Biden <clears throat> talking about the like we're gonna have some sort of a, you know help you with your children because you know these people that care so much about your children, people in Washington D.C., you know the, the people that are hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein and you know and, and, and donating mm-hmm. to the BBC, you know who has sheltered Jimmy Savile for so long. They just care about your children so much. These people love you. They care about your kids, uh, and, and they want to give you money. For your children, so it's like weird. It seems you know there. A lot of people talk about depopulation being a major issue. You know, overpopulation, climate change. You guys are all breathing toxic CO two. We well, have to tax mm-hmm. your exhalations, right? Humans are bad, but then you're going to give tax credits or cash for people that have kids. I don't really understand how that works. Can you? Uh, what, what's your perspective on yeah, that? What's going so, on with this?
0: So we've always gotten a child tax credit. It went up last year to two thousand dollars. I can't remember. if It was like a thousand or fifteen hundred before. It was two thousand dollars. Um, This year, for 2021, it will be $3,000 per child. And essentially, it's normally just a tax credit. And the other thing people misunderstood, they were like, well, normally you get it on your refund. I'm like, people, not everybody gets a refund. Not everybody gets a tax refund. That depends on if you're paying the government ahead of time. Not everybody does that. So normally it's a tax credit for us. We're self-employed primarily. Like I get taxes taken out of my paycheck, which is by design also, which people don't really understand. They're wanting to separate you from your money before it ever comes to you. Like, you know, they, that's how it works. But, um, primarily we're self-employed. My husband is self-employed. So, um, we pay taxes quarterly or annually, and that normally comes as a tax credit. So Mm -hmm. whatever we're going to pay the government, we get like you know the $2000 off per child. Um this year it's going to be $3000 and starting in July you're getting a monthly check for $250 per child. What
1: is this?
0: And- so this is before you file taxes. All you have to do is have a 2020 filed tax return so they know where to send your check, but you're getting a check. And so my point was in that, and the, the post wasn't even all about the tax credit. I included a, po- a quote about inflation and a text from my sister talking about, when. remember when I was a kid and I thought mom could just write a check for cash.
1: You know? Yeah, right. The, Mommy just writes it whole, down and it pops yeah. up.
0: <laughs> the whole point was to link these all together and show that, the government isn't, the government isn't a producer. They don't just have money. They have money by us paying taxes, and then they print money, which also causes inflation, which is taking money from us as well. So it's all taking from us in some way and redistributing it, redistributing it to someone else. And so the point of it was the part about the child tax credit was specifically to point out that this is setting us up for universal basic income. No, it specifically isn't because it is technically. Um, written as a child tax credit, even though it's before you would file your taxes, mm-hmm. but it is setting us up for that. It, You know, if people can't handle their finances already and they're getting a check for six months and say these people have two, three kids, you know, that might be $750 if you got yeah. three kids.
1: Right. Well, if we have That's two, if, gonna, you know, for us, that would be 500 bucks, but I yeah. mean, both, our kids don't have social security numbers though. So I don't, how does that work? Do you, do you not get it if your kids don't have a social security number? That's like a a weird thing too. I I think for some of these Uh, things, I think it's only
0: linked to you. Actually, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not even going to pretend like I know that. But Mm. it's just, it's the whole point is they're setting us up for that. They're going to get used to a six months worth of this check and then just take it away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Especially like, oh, it's just
1: free money, bro. It's free money. But it's like, hey, no, that's. That's going to the deficit. That's going, I mean, this is inflation. Every time the government's printing money, every time you have quantitative easing.
0: Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with all these PPP loans. Like, I was just shocked finding out, like, one of my friends had sent me a link the other day. Well, it started out with our um, health department. I had written, read an article in the paper about our health department getting $800,000 to hire. (sighs) Like, and we're a small county. We're a small county, and we got eight hundred thousand dollars to hire. What do they call them? The trackers, contact tracers, or whatever. No. Yeah. (laughs) What? I'm like, who got rich in our county? And so, last year or this year
1: was this just last year?
0: Yeah, last year. Okay. And so, in I was texting that to a friend, and she's like, "Oh, did you see the PPP loans?" And because we had gotten called about it, being self-employed, we got phone calls from the bank asking us to apply for these loans multiple times. Wow. And like my husband and I both are like, no, we don't feel right about this. Like, yes, we will be impacted by way of inflation and other things and prices and all of that. But it just didn't seem right because principle wise, like that, that goes against our principles of, what how we feel about government and everything yeah, so right. like i'm not gonna anyways be, yeah
1: it's, it's like you're taking it a, just,
0: it, ta- it it's like just, you're
1: taking it, a loan from a pimp down the street or something right yeah, it's, like, it's, hey, it's not I'm
0: gonna... even a loan like yeah. these, this is money that we're told that you're not even gonna have to pay back like you're told upfront you're not gonna have to pay this money back so it's not a loan it's a loan in verbiage only mm. and so what anyways the... y- you can look up anybody who got these loans and i was just like What's happening is pretty much everybody, everybody, like $80,000 here, $20,000 there. And I'm not saying that people, because I don't know, I talked about this the other day too. I do feel that the government does bear some responsibility when they tell you cannot open your business. They bear some responsibility for your livelihood, Mm. right? But at the same time, they cannot provide for you they can't physically provide for you because they are not a producer so they're taking from somebody else in order to give to you in some way and so at the end of the day that's why the government shouldn't be able to shut you down in the first place right Mm. and that's why the courts should have your back when it comes to the constitution but they don't and so if the courts aren't doing what they're supposed to um it's it's just a mess but anyways is a
1: freaking mess yeah, yeah
0: my whole point is those loans it's just it's another it's another fake money. It's just fake money.
1: Yeah. Hey, we'll throw it's a fake. zero on your account. We'll throw a, yeah. we'll throw a couple zeros at the end of your money in your account. But it's like, how 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 does that affect your children? How is this going to affect
0: exactly. the, and that's the situation why, like,
1: 20 years from now?
0: Principle-wise, it just broke my heart to see people who s- say they think like me as far as principles and how they live their lives. And then they go ahead and take that. And I'm like, that's... That's not going to be good for your kids in the long run. That's not going to be good for our future. It's not going to be good mm-hmm. for our country. It's showing the government that you need them. It's sending the message to them that you want more of this.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and what kind of strings is that going to come attached with the mm-hmm. next round? Right, mm-hmm. right. If you if you're they're already trying to roll out passports for. Um, you know, you, you can't come into certain certain shops unless you can prove you've had certain experimental med- medical procedures. Right? They're already trying to roll this out in many different countries, including uh, Oregon. Oregon's now saying hey, if you're if you're um, if you've had the experimental medical procedure, that everyone in the media is promoting, you, you know, Sesame Street's telling you to do it. Um, if you've had this, you don't have to wear a mask in stores. But we're gonna they're telling uh, employee or not employees, but they're telling businesses. To check the status that they should check the status um, mm. of the people's medical procedures in the past so that they can come in and out of the store with or without a mask, so it's like they're they're working towards the, the you know, just say vaccine passports you I think you'd say it a few times on YouTube without getting too much trouble they're they're working towards this openly and you know, what What happens when the PPP checks happen? I don't know. Like, what are you going to you, cut, you cut, your, cut your kid's PP off and then you get the PPP checks. You know, The, the cut your PPP <laughs> off check is going to come out next. It's like, how do we know they're not going to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing? Um, we know they are because that's how it works. That's how the world works. Um,
0: yeah, and that's the thing. When you're relying on them to give to you, they can take away if you don't do what they offer, you know, or what they say you have to do. I don't know. Just...
1: There's so many strings attached. Yeah. Yes, it's not good. Right, right. So, hey, you've been a nurse 15 years, ICU nurse. Yep. You've probably seen all sorts of stuff. Let's kind of talk about how did you get mm-hmm. into nursing and like what was it like when you first – started out and then um, you know maybe at the at the end of the segment here we're gonna transfer over to rockfin exclusively if you guys are watching on YouTube um, thank you guys first of all for watching on YouTube make sure to share the videos do all the stuff like like and subscribe YouTube will unsubscribe you YouTube will uh, un- will not notify you about this channel but you could try you could try but <laughs> the best thing to do is jump over to rockfin we can talk about what we want to talk about over there and you can watch this for free over on rockfin if you're watching it live now in a few days I'll probably put it to a premium content in the back catalogs on premium content. Maybe I'll leave it up for a couple of weeks if you guys are nice. Uh, if you, you bigots in the chat keep supporting with the uh, the tips and whatnot, maybe we'll leave it up for a little while. But pull up a tab on Rockfin. And 15, 20 minutes from now, we're going to cut the feet on YouTube, stop biting our tongues, and we're going to talk about what's really happening in the hospitals over the last year. We're going to talk about what our friend Rita Rogers here, who is an ICU nurse, a, uh, a seemingly respected nurse in her hospital. Hey, she's been there 15 years. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about what's really going down there, what she has seen, and uh, we're going to talk about some big-picture agenda stuff as well and really get uh, deep on her perspective on what she's seen and experienced in the hospitals, on the front lines. She's essential. You're not. She. Uh, I, I, so, yeah, I mean, when, when you graduated nursing school, did, did they even have TikTok back then? I mean, how how can I tell that you've been a nurse really for 15 years unless I have, like, a TikTok video dated back 15 years ago, Rita? <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I think I made my Facebook account when I was graduating college. So.
1: Okay. All right. Pre-TikTok. It's for you for you Zoomers. These are the years BTT, before TikTok. Um, so yeah. All right. 15 years. Why did you want to become a I don't nurse? even think
0: we posted pictures on Facebook when I first got it. It was just like talking, like with yeah. text.
1: Yeah. It was like, it was like in, I was in college when it first came out. You could only have it if you had a college email account. Grandma oh, wasn't yeah. there yeah, That's right. That's right. They got they once call. the boomers okay. once the boomers got on Facebook <laughs> it was all downhill for the culture. <laughs> I love you boomers it's okay.
0: That's funny. Okay, what did you ask me? I'm sorry. I got Yeah, to oh
1: yeah, yeah, the uh, the hospital. Uh, well, well, you know 15 years as a nurse. What made you want to become a nurse? Like were you yeah, you know, what what made you want to do this? It's a hard job.
0: Um yeah, I so I've always been interested in just like fixing things and in how the body works. And so, and my dad was a volunteer EMT when I was growing up and I always thought that was so cool for some reason. And my grandparents on both sides had farms and I always helped my one grandfather with the pigs and everything. And we had issues like where they would be injured. Like I'd go get the needle and thread from the house and like sew them up. And like, I don't know, yeah. this is just, like stuff I've always had been interested in as a kid. And so it was either go to school and be a vet or um, be a nurse. I don't know. Those were my two options that seemed most interesting to me. And I decided to deal with humans instead of animals. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, really know why, other than I didn't really want to. Deal with people's cats. Not that I don't like cats. I actually have a cat, but
1: um, you didn't want to deal with people's cats. You wanted to deal with cat cat people. You sew up
0: cats. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) yeah, so I went to school, became a nurse, and I wanted to be a flight nurse originally, and then I decided I wanted to have kids, and those things crash a lot, those helicopters. So I decided I would Hmm. stay on the ground and be an ICU nurse. So that's where I've been. I've been in a cardiovascular ICU for 15 years, Um, the same one. I just work uh, one twelve a week. I'm in charge once a week at work and it's it's something else. It has changed over the years, I will say. It has changed um, and I don't think for the better. So yeah.
1: So when you say it's changed <laughs> over the years, right? I mean, it's I mean, we've seen a lot of changes in culture in 15 years, but um yeah, could you maybe walk us through a few of those changes, some of the things that really stick out? Like what what has changed and um and yeah. why?
0: Well, one big change that I don't think it's really Uh, a bad change, but it's kind of affected things somewhat is we went from paper charting to everything's on EMR now. You know, everything's an electronic medical record now. When I first started, we were on paper charting. And so that's one huge change within the hospital system. But I think as we've moved um, from paper charting to EMR, that's just one like significant change, but everything has gotten more uh, technical. Everything has taken there's there we've taken more of the human connection out with everything we do and everything's more automated within the hospital if that makes sense yeah and in some ways that's better because we sometimes there's less errors but at the same time everything is somewhat more antiquated i would say as far as like you don't things don't move as quickly i feel like mm-hmm. um I don't know how to say it, but things don't seem as emergent anymore, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, We have more algorithms. Everything is more algorithm-based progressively over the years, whereas when I first started, things were more like, this is what the doctor thinks, and this is what we're going to do. Whereas now, everything's more and more increasingly based on an algorithm. And so... What is that? Like, it's where you say, this is happening, so I'm going to do, like, does this happen? Yes. So we're going to move here. Does this happen? Yes or no? Okay, move here. And it's like, if you don't fit into this box, often it's hard to figure out what is wrong with you. Does that make sense? And so
1: yeah.
0: I think that we do really well, um, maybe even better than before when it's something that we see a lot of. But when it's something we don't see a lot of, people fall out more easily. Um, Increasingly, I would say that we are more heavy on diagnostic tools and less heavy on experience. Hmm. Um, Meaning like we need a lab x-ray and a CT scan for everything. Like nobody just knows like this is what's wrong instinctually and goes with it. It's like ah, you need all these diagnostic right, right. tools for everything. Right, I mean, so so I think if you deal
1: with a lot of like fractures, there's certain fractures you're going to see in the same spot all the time. Maybe you don't even necessarily need to do so many x-rays from different angles before you like – set a bone or something like that. Is that what you're getting at? Like it's kind of sometimes unnecessary.
0: Not even even that, like simple things, like you put an NG tube down someone for years, for like 10 years, we just like put some air in it, auscultated the abdomen. And if it sounded like there was air, you know, moving in the belly, that's the right, it's in the right place. That NG tube is in the right place. Hmm. But now we get an x-ray for the NG tube. And this was probably four or five months ago. We put an NG tube down and it wasn't in the right spot per x-ray and we x-rayed this person like five times in a row
1: like to see if the ng
0: tube is in the right spot and we could hear that it wasn't in the right spot so like why are we doing this but it just it blows my mind because i don't remember ever having an ng in the wrong spot when we could auscultate the you know bubbles when we put air down Wow. And still, I listen before we get the x ray because to confirm to make sure it's in the right spot hmm. so we don't have to re x ray. It's just that's what I mean. Like simple things like that, we're charging the patient, they're exposed to radiation that many more times. It's just not good.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. shoot, I mean, I'm <laughs> it is somebody crazy. Who, yeah, somebody who always opts out. Well, I don't fly anymore, but, uh, you know, somebody who used to always opt out for TSA. I'm not going through that backscatter. Yeah, get the radiation pat down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You get the special pat down. They go all the way up the leg. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't. So, yeah, it's almost, it, it sounds kind of dehumanizing, right? Like, when you really, you mm-hmm. you take out the human aspect and the, the intuition, the human intuition, which, like, a good doctor is going to be running on, you know, their, their intuition is the most advanced algorithm- Mm-hmm. that that you it's and it's and it's beyond that it's more it's more beautiful than a, an algorithm right mm-hmm. and we're, we I believe that we, I mean I think you you're a christian right so we, we believe we're made mm-hmm. in the image and likeness of god you yeah. know and we, and we have this incredible intellect that we're given we're ha- we have we have this mind and it's not just a you know a brain that's just co- you know computing ones and zeros it's not just a physical uh, computation device. And it's, it really, it's like this reductionist mm-hmm. attitude that seems to destroy medicine in general.
0: And I don't want to sound completely negative. Like I don't, cause I get people that will ask me like, why do you even work there? And <laughs> I mean, I do believe that there is a time and place for emergency medicine. I do believe mm-hmm. that the people I'm seeing in the ICU, like they need me. They're at the point where they need me. Like <laughs> they, they have made it this far, and they haven't made the lifestyle changes. Like they need the help, but um, obviously, I believe that we're using medicine in the wrong way as a crutch for every single measure. You know, every single problem. Um, we're not taking the early, you know, early uh, steps to change our life to avoid being in that place like many of us could. And I do believe that care, surg- surgical care sometimes is necessary. Um, and I do believe we do good things, but at the same time, there's so much of it that's unnecessary. There's so much of it that can be prevented. And so that's why I do speak out. Um, and I do still work there because I, c- I can make a difference when I'm there. Yeah. And I can't advocate for people when I'm there. So.
1: I mean, we yeah, have, what do you, what do you, these people who are going to Like, you're not allowed to critique things without somebody coming and, oh, so we just hate technology? Like, you're such a hypocrite. You're using your phone, but you don't want a brain chip? Oh, LOL, (laughs) wrecked. It's like, yeah, you know, you you can't criticize Elon Musk saying, I'm going to literally put you know, wires in your fricking brain. That yeah. Neuralink or whatever. Yeah. I'm a neuralink. <laughs> all of you. And you know, you're going to be connected to your AI gods that we're going to make up and tell you are gods. And, uh, but and you can't criticize that without somebody like, Oh, like what do you, you're not going to use a cell phone. You won't drive a car. <laughs> oh, you deny, like you don't, you're not going to get a vaccine. What do you hate science? You don't want to drive a car. It's just like, no, there's, it's so stupid and people don't really think yeah. like that. It's just on the internet. You get a lot of the sentiment. Um, yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's like we we need nurses like you who are in there who have real good human hearts. Like we need you know you need good doctors, and it's it's mm-hmm. sad because I, I it's hard, they're hard to find sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Now what, what is it? How, how about the doctors? Mm-hmm. Like I, I know my grandmother was a nurse and she worked like double night shifts constantly. Uh, Her husband had died when uh, she had nine children, supported her family of nine children, working double shifts as a nurse. She had crazy stories that she used to tell me. I don't remember most of them. She passed away a few years ago, but like she had a crazy story. I mean, she had a son with cerebral palsy and she completely blames the medical system, and what the nurses did with clamping mm-hmm. the umbilical mm-hmm. cord. And she's just like, it was, you know, it was, this was medical error that caused this. She, she used to tell me that the doctors and surgeons, she used to say they're psychopaths <laughs> for the most part. Um, like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to bash on doctors or anything no. like that, but like, what, what is it like working <laughs> in an as an ICU nurse, right? In, in this environment, like, what are, what are the doctors like? You know, overall, what is your perspective on like just the work environment, the human aspect of it?
0: I think it's like any other profession, um, except for it has a different, uh, different, uh, maybe perspective from the outside. I think from the outside perspective, you're a doctor. You're automatically on this pedestal, and you're smart, and you're like you're able to do your job. You're great. All of these things from the outside. But from the inside, it's like anything else. Like you've got really good ones that really care and are compassionate. You've got ones that are extremely smart. You got ones that can put the whole picture together. You got some that can operate but can't do anything else. You got some. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like and and there's some that can't do any of it, but they're still doing it. So it's kind of like any other profession, and I think that's. I don't know. This is a weird thing. to bring. Up. That's kind of why I don't like flying because I can see what the hospital's like. And I'm like, some of these pilots <laughs> are probably really crappy at their job yeah. too, but they're flying my plane and I've never got to meet them. So, um, yeah. you should I meet the know, bus but- drivers
1: in Ecuador and <clears throat> the bus drivers here. They're like on Facebook and they're wearing masks now. So like half of them are masked up. <laughs> half of them pull the mask over their chin cause they think it's BS, but yeah, they're masked up on Facebook uh, half asleep, and they're just swerving in and out of the lanes. They think they're invincible.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like anything else. Some of them are extremely competent. Some of them are more than competent and do, you know, beyond education or trying to research and figure things out and ask questions. And some of them are just there doing their job and don't really care. Or some of them we're really concerned about most of the time. And <laughs> we're like, you, we better be on top of this because they're not. So. Hmm.
1: Has has like the, the human aspect of it changed much since the introduction of the more kind of mechanized algorithmic approach to healthcare that you've witnessed happen over the last 15 years? Has this changed like the interactions, the humanity around it? I know it's kind of a, you get what I'm asking there?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I would say yes and no. Um, I would, I think the biggest thing that's changed that happened before I started nursing, when you had a family practice doctor that would follow you, you know, if you went into the hospital, they would follow you, they knew you before you were hospitalized, you know what I mean? Mm. They were like your family doctor. But now you don't have that. And you're kind of passed along. So for example, like, when you're admitted to the ICU, obviously, you're going to want an intensivist, you're not going to want your family doctor, you know, being your primary care doctor in the ICU, because that's not their expertise. Um, So having an intensivist is a good thing. But At the same time, like they're not involved on any level in the care. And so the intensivist, for example, is just reading the chart and figuring things out. Um, But when it comes to being on the floor and things, you have a hospitalist and they're just seeing the patient sometimes like for five minutes a day, you know, and that's it. And so I do think the biggest thing on the human level would be that relationship, the actual relationship between you and your doctor and them knowing you. Um, yeah. that's completely left out
1: anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems that like that can be pretty important, especially when you look at people I don't know, like I talked to a lot of people who have autoimmune conditions and stuff, and yeah, you know, these are a lot of these people have kind of had to become their own doctor almost. Right? They mm-hmm. they've had to figure yeah. things out on yeah. their own. And mm-hmm. it's You know, imagine one of these people who are, you know, a lot of these people are taking multiple medications, balancing things, you know, diet becomes a major part of what they're doing, Mm -hmm. um, in order to keep their symptoms gone, you know, and remitted and keep their inflammation levels low. It's just, it's crazy thinking about, you know, what might happen to somebody who gets hospitalized, who has a really specific routine that they've dialed in Mm -hmm. and a kind of more holistic approach. And then all of a sudden, like. You know, you get intubated, they can't speak because they're freaking intubated and, you know, half comatose. And it's like, who's going to, who's there to advocate for these people? Especially when now the hospitals have closed the families out, right? Like no one can visit, no one can come in and out of the sacred hospitals now. Um... It's crazy. And I I want to get into really deep into like what's been going on here. The stuff that, you know, YouTube will not let you speak about. The stuff that Instagram doesn't like when you talk about. The stuff that Facebook doesn't mm-hmm. like when you talk about. Fortunately, we can talk about this stuff over on Rockfin. So you guys who are watching on YouTube, I think we're going to make that transition now, guys. Um we're going to uh we're going to jump over take a quick intermission over here maybe about you know 30 second, uh, maybe a minute intermission get a drink of water, and we're going to transition over there to YouTube, I'm sorry, from YouTube to Rockfin. So if you guys could go ahead, click on the link, second half is uncensored, exclusively on Rockfin. And if you're watching right now live, jump over there, you can watch it for free on Rockfin, uncensored. And if you want to upgrade to a subscription, you can get access to all our premium content over there and other content creators who uh, put out fantastic stuff as well over on Rockfin. Um, and, uh, yeah, guys, we're, we're, we're signing out on YouTube because unfortunately we just can't be open on YouTube. And we want to talk about what's really been going on in the hospitals over the last year. I think we've seen a major, uh, let's it's scandalous what's been happening. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people, we had videos being removed back in March, 2009, uh, 2020, whenever they went happened. Remember the uh, people were trying to film empty hospitals and they had their videos removed. They got strikes against them. We're going to talk about the uh, the literal war zones is what we're told they are, right? Uh, the literal war zones. Um, we're going to have to – everybody, you have to wear a mask for the second half of this as well. That The virus, it might it might jump through the screen. Make sure you double mask it if you go over there to Rockfin to keep us all sitting. I'm joking. But um, yeah, link for Rockfin is right there. Signing off on YouTube, exclusively on Rockfin. Quick intermission. And uh, yeah, Rita, if you want to get a glass of water or something, I'm just going to go grab a sip real quick and uh, you know put this screen up.
0: The General Insurance presents Ordering a Sandwich with Shaq and Hall of Fame announcer Michael Buffer.
1: I'm going to have roast beef. What do you want, Michael? Let's get ready for pastrami on rye. Turns out Michael Buffer talks like that all the time. And it turns out The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. Spicy Dijon mustard. For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with The General.
0: The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., insurance agency. Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply.